Hello, everyone, and welcome to our program today. We have Todd Schaefer, and I am Kira Schaefer. We're from As You Wish Publishing, and we are here to give you some information as well as do some myth-busting around publishing. Hi, Todd. How are you today? Hi. I'm doing really great. Thank you for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. Mm-hmm. So guys, thank you so much for tuning in, and uh, and like I said, we are at from asyouwishpublishing.com. You can definitely go out there and learn about us online. We are currently doing a writing contest, so for those of you who are budding authors and who are wanting to get your message out there to the world, definitely invite you to go and be a part of that. It's a $10 entry free fee. And there is uh, a 600-word nonfiction story, something that's uplifting or a challenge that you have overcome. So check that out at www.asyouwishpublishing.com slash writing-contest. All right. So let's go ahead and talk about some myth-busting, Todd. The first thing I'd like to talk about is, is... The big five publishing, the brass ring, when it comes to publishing companies out there and getting signed on with a big publishing company. Do you think that that's the end all be all? No. No. Why? Well, I think there's a lot of other options out there for for, uh, publishing. You don't have to do it. Um, you know, technology's made it very easy to do pretty much anything you want, however you want. And um, you don't have to do it the old school, traditional ways anymore. And that goes for anything, you know. Um, it used to be that if you wanted to do a blog, you had to do blogspot.com, which was hosted by Google. And I did one. And for years, that was like the only blog there was, or the only one that we had heard of, you know. And now, you know, blogs are built into websites, and it's just, it's so easy to do it any way you want to now. You can pick and choose how you want to do a blog, a podcast, uh, anything, and that, and that also includes publishing. So, um, so, yeah, there's a lot of different options just a matter of discovering what they are and exploring your options and finding out which one works best for you. I agree. And I'd also like to say that when uh, you get picked up by a big five publishing company, that doesn't necessarily mean that all your problems are solved. Um, They're still going to market the book that's doing the best. And they're still going to be doing, uh, doing things that are causing you to spend your own money. Uh, so they might buy the book or buy the concept, but ultimately, in order to really get it off the ground, they may set you up with speaking engagements, but you may still have to pay your own airfare, your hotel, your, you might even also pay for your own books in some cases. And so even though that could be really amazing and a great opportunity, it's not the end-all be-all because that publishing company is going to continue to support you as long as the book is gaining momentum and it has the momentum necessary to really um, continue to sell. 
So I, I'm going to invite you, not, not just necessarily to think about self-publishing, although that's perfectly fine. There are also some smaller publishing companies out there as well who will help you get um, your, your work off the ground. And what can happen is that you will also have the opportunity to, um, if you do do a self-publishing book or a book that you've, you've done yourself, or, or even if being in a collaborative book or a co-authored book, you will be able to go and take some of that information to a publishing company and say, hey, I already have this particular longevity or I still I have all this particular success or I have this or that and you just add it to your resume as well all right let's do another myth buster this is one that I happen to know about everybody wants to be or they think they want to be on the New York Times bestsellers list and um and I I hate to say this but it's not really based on how many books are sold. It's actually based on if the different editors and different people at the New York Times, if they happen to like the book. And it doesn't actually have any basis in numbers whatsoever. So, um, so when you see those bestsellers, and you probably even experienced this when you were, um, when you were in a different things where maybe you've, you've read some of the books that are on the bestseller list and you're like, why is this a bestseller? <laughs> well, it has nothing to do with how many books are sold. And, uh, and I learned that from someone who's a, a close friend of mine um, in the publishing world. And so it's kind of a straight-up stone-cold bummer, but I want you to know that I, I don't want you to look at that and go, well, yeah, but I'm not on the New York Times bestseller list. Yes, okay, and millions of books aren't uh, also on the New York Times bestseller list because those people haven't looked at them yet. And so don't let any of those kinds of things get you down. Do you have anything you would like to add to that, Todd? Yeah. Um, I'm speechless. No, I, uh, I think it's important to know what your goal is. A lot of, a lot of folks... Um, when I see somebody going after a goal, whether it's in publishing or, or authoring or, or anything else, they may say that they want something, but they don't know why they want it a lot of times, you know, or they don't know what achieving that goal actually means. So, I mean, yeah, okay, I'm an author, writer, New York Times bestseller list, okay, great. You know, um, that's that sounds good, and I'm sure that's a plus, but that is one tiny little cog in the machine of what authorship is, you know? So if it's, if I'm an author, a writer, author, and I want to get on the bestseller list, okay, great, I'm on the bestseller list, now what? Now what? What does it mean? What, what, what street credit does that give me, really? Okay, that I can tell people that I was on the bestseller list, that I can put a sticker on my book and, and maybe um, have an easier time marketing my books, you know? Sure, absolutely. But... Unless they are steps that are part of an overall strategy, they may be arbitrary steps, you know. Um, so, so having a goal is a good thing, and, and, you know, having a little ego boost is, is also a good thing. But um, what make sure you have your overall vision, your overall strategy, your overall picture about what publishing needs to be 
what you want it to be for you, what your end game is, where you're wanting to go, how does this particular step fit into my overall strategy and uh, for, for being an author and testing and measuring along the way as to is this step working right now? Is it is it not working? Should I be taking a, a different step right now? And, and just understand that any one thing will be good, um, but... How does it fit into your overall vision and strategy of where you're wanting to go as an author? Yeah. And I'd like to add to uh, exactly <clears throat> and echo exactly what he's, what Todd said. It's, it's such an interesting thing because sometimes we stop before the miracle happens or we stop before the magic happens. And, um, but, um, so when we stop before we, that happens, we never have the opportunity to see where it was really going to go or where it really was going to, um, to, to find its way into the right hands. So you can do a book launch, and let's say you're self-publishing, even if you're publishing, even if somebody published you, um, just know that the, um, it doesn't stop there. You're still going to have to go out there. You're still going to have to promote your book, your work, um, because if you believed in your work to begin with, if you believe that it had purpose in this world and you spent all that time, you spent all that energy, then yeah, you need to get out there and beat the streets a little bit. Get out there, put your book in bookstores, ask people if they'll, they'll sell it, um, different things like that. Do talks, do speeches, do local speeches in your local bookstores, because that's going to be something that's going to help not only the local community, but it also helps get your message out there. And if you also happen to have a business or a practice, then that's going to amplify your credibility. So whether a big five picked you up, you're still going to have to work. Whether you have been uh, done this as in a self-publishing way, you're still going to have to go out there and do the work. So, so don't, for a moment, let's myth bust this one really quick. I get picked up by a big five book publisher. I don't have to do anything anymore. <laughs> let's, let's just get that one right out of your yeah. head right now. You probably won't even attract a, a big publisher if, 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 if you don't understand what's all going to be involved at that point in time. I, in other words, I've heard, I've heard big, big names in the business say that authorship... You know, being a writer is being a writer, and you can do whatever you want with writing. You could submit an article here and there to whatever you want, or you know that kind of thing. But being an author is different. Being an author is you write something and you go through that whole process, and yes, you do get it published. But if you're an author, writing and publishing is about ten percent of being an author, and marketing and networking and promoting is like 90% of being an author. So if you're an author and you're serious about it, you're going to spend 90% of your time doing speaking engagements and, and podcasts and interviews. And I mean, a large amount of your time, a very big percentage of your time is going to be devoted to speaking about your book. And a very small amount of your time is going to be about writing wrote you know as a, as a writer um, that's what I've I mean, I'm sure it's not a hundred percent true all the time but that's what I hear from the big guys the big the big authors the names that you've heard of that kind of thing 
Yeah, and that's that's really the big. That's a, that's really a, a big piece, and uh, and so, you know, so many of us. I remember when when Todd and I had our hypnosis practice. I remember thinking to myself, oh, I just wanted to be a hypnotist. <laughs> I didn't want to also be a bookkeeper and a receptionist and a a business person and a, uh, a networker and all that stuff. And so when you are an author, so there's a difference between being a writer and an author. An author is, <clears throat> a writer is somebody who writes, <clears throat> excuse me, and an author is someone who writes and speaks and those things are published or put out into the world. So it's a, it's a really big um piece because you become someone who becomes an author becomes an advocate for their work not just somebody that writes something in a journal and then tucks it away and we never hear about it the world never benefits from it and so when we look at authorship it's really important that you know what really goes into it and and it doesn't have to be hard this is all very can be very very fun and so even though you maybe went into to authorship and thinking i'm just gonna write this awesome book and it's going to help yeah. thousands of people. Sometimes we have to take a step back and go, okay, well, how are those those thousands of people going to find out about it? Again, yeah, right. Good point. And it's and it's also it, it, so it's kind of like we're I see us that we're underscoring that it's it's about understanding where do you want writing and authorship to take you? Do you want it to build credibility so you can get say more clients into your practice? You know, so that people have heard of you. Because maybe they've seen your book before they come to see you for a one-on-one session. Um, so are you are you using it for credibility to get more clients in your business? Um, or are you wanting to go big as an author and, and do that undertaking? Two very different goals, two very different strategies. You know, you can be a writer, excuse me, a, a writer is not necessarily an author, but an author is, is always a writer and, and then some. You know, authorship is the writing, the, the publishing, the marketing, the speaking, the networking, the getting an agent and, and all that stuff if you're wanting to go big. Um, um, and sometimes, gosh, sometimes authors authors don't even write, but that's a, that's a, that's a different story. We'll go, <laughs> right. we'll, we'll go you know, stay away from that for now. Um, but, you know, writing, is, writing is, the, is the bare bones, but boy, authoring, I mean... If you really want to take it to the to the big time, I mean, understand understand what it involves, what the scope really is all about, and and do you really want to go down that road, or do you are you just wanting to say, hey, I published a book, and and um, and I so I could show it to my friends and family, and just feel better about myself, and I would be willing to bet that most people who are attracted to the allure of authoring um, because it's it's fun to be to say that you're a paid uh, a published author and you can be for in, in any any shape or form it's very easy to become a published author as soon as you stick something on a website you could say you're a published author um, mm-hmm. maybe you didn't go through a publishing company and maybe you didn't do a traditional print book but yeah, you can, as soon as someone accepts your submission, you're you're published. You know, right? So, you know, understand the scope, um, understand the, the strategy and the goals. Um, what do you want it to do for you? Um, are you are you just wanting it to, 
you know, boost your, do you want it to boost your business? Do you want it to just boost your ego and, and impress your friends? Um, or do you want to go big time behind it? I mean, I remember Jack Canfield, the Chicken Soup for the Soul book series, which is a huge franchise now. That's a collaborative book series. Mm -hmm. um, it's extremely successful. I, I'm sure everyone has heard of it who is listening to this. And he, when he, I forget the story in perfect spe specificity, but I can tell you generally that when he first did the first book or two, um, and, and it, I think he went through a big publisher and it was a big collaborative book, it, it took a while to get it promoted and to market it. And I remember he spent uh, millions of dollars just to get it out there, just to get it out there in a big enough way. And this is, this is the big time, all right? This isn't to the first time public, uh, author, publisher. This is, a, this is not you, probably, who's listening. <laughs> This is, a, this is a big one. So it took millions of dollars just to get the book into the public eye big enough to where the book started selling at a bigger scale. And the publisher, you know, did their part with the marketing and, and stuff, too. So it takes millions to make millions at that large, large, large level. Um, so you can go that big if you want to, but there's probably quite a few podcasts and mentors and teachers and coaches you'll, you will have wanted to be working with for years before you get to that point in time, mm -hmm. um, hypothetically speaking. So yeah, you can go big, but um, obviously I'm an advocate that you need to know your strategy and, and figure out what, what you're wanting to go for. And it doesn't have to be difficult. It can be totally fun, you know. But I think um, a lot of, let's say, healers or, or people who are, you know, NFs, maybe intuitive feelers, are probably going to be going with the passion that they have for it, which is fantastic, um, and not so much thinking about what is this helping me to achieve and, and what steps am I going to take to get there. It's good to have a blend of both, in my opinion. Not too much, not all passion and and, and no strategy, and not all strategy, and no passion. You know, you want to have a balance there. Um, so that's that's what i got to say about that. Good. So I'd like to just go back to the Jack Canfield thing, because that's been something. And so As You Wish Publishing specializes in co-authored books that help. And so uh, I've, been, I've been looking at all different types of books, books and the collaborative book efforts out there and there's there's a few um we are really uh niched out in this way but we're supplementing with classes and things like that some of the things that Todd was talking about just a moment ago about having some coaching and having somebody that's that's there for you um kind of through your process and one of the things that I learned about the Canfield books uh, the chicken soup for the soul books is that they will pay $200 for a submission if they select you. They'll pay you the $200. And I was like, wow, that's interesting. And then I learned <laughs> that if they select you, you're also required to buy out a minimum of 100 books. Um, at I think they do wholesale. But at wholesale, minimum, they're probably going to be around $7 a piece. So you're looking at... You might have gotten paid two hundred dollars to be in the chicken soup book, but now you're going to pay seven hundred in order to stay in that book to buy the books afterwards. So, I, I think that 
you know, it's very interesting. Like the, the whole process is very interesting. But I would definitely always read the fine print. You know, make sure you look and see, are you going to get to keep your content, you know, once it's published in some of these maybe bigger books? Um, and just make sure that, that the, this is what you're really wanting. And with As You Wish, we have the authors, they always keep uh, copyright of their content. And you're just giving us permission to produce it. And, uh, and in those, you actually do pay us, but you're not required to, um, to buy a certain number of books at this point. So, you know, there's, there's always a way. There's a way to get published. And just finding out, just like Todd was saying, why it is you want to do it. What is your end goal? And I know personally um, the most lucrative option when it comes to being an author and being a practitioner of some kind is that you use your authorship in order to sell your services. And that helps make more money than any number of books that you might sell because then people recognize your credibility. And the same thing goes with speaking in public. You just gain so much more momentum and so much more awareness about your ability to perform whatever it is that you're selling as a practitioner. And I strongly agree with that. I think bare bones, you know, we talked a lot about scope here and what the big time is, but at the opposite end, as you're just getting started, especially if you have a practice of some sort, um, a healing alternative medicine sort of a practice or whatever, where you do work with clients for your business, and that's your, that's your jam, um, I would I would strongly recommend that anybody in business have at least one published book about about their craft or something something you know something relatable to what it is that they do you know um, they don't have to reinvent the wheel per se but having the credibility of a of a published book that a client or a prospective client can hold in their hands will definitely definitely command a lot of respect it'll command higher prices on your part for your services um, because there's a lot of clout that goes from being able to put a published book in somebody else's hands that's been professionally um, done professionally published you know um, so yeah so if you're if you're in business for yourself I would definitely do at least one published book just that you have on hand. It can be print on demand or whatever. Um, um, but but if you have that, it's easier to book speaking engagements. It's easier to have any kind of credibility. You know, they don't. People don't need to know who you published it through. They just uh, they just need to see that you are credible. You're and 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 you're that puts you a few steps ahead of the competition, as it were, uh, for people who are maybe doing the same things as you are. But uh, they're not as established as you are. And, and having a, a published book does establish your credibility. And, and it's just fun. It's just fun to do yeah. a, a published book, uh, to, to write and publish. And you don't have, you, another myth buster is that you don't even have to be that great of a writer to publish a book um, or to be part of a collaborative book, which is a lot less demanding, but you still get the clouds of having published something in a major, major compilation book. Um, so that's really cool. And 
you know, I mean, it, there are all different kinds of writers out there, and, um, you know, you, you do want to read the fine print when it comes to contribution specifications and requirements and stuff. But um, and as long as you meet those things, I mean, I mean, there are, there, you know, there are different prerequisites for, for, for entering into different um, publishing agreements and stuff. And some require you to be a really polished writer. Others don't, you know, I mean, that's, there's a whole industry full of um, proofreaders and, and copy editors and, and, and um, all, all these different people um, who can help make your writing top notch. Um, and if it's, if it's so, so make it better. And if it's good, make it great. You know, um, it all, it all depends on, is that the right fit for you? And, uh, is it within your budget and, and things like that? Obviously the more, the better you are at writing, then the less work it's going to be for someone to help you publish it because the copy editing process won't be the pain in the, in the, in the rear. So, um, um, and, and every time you do, you, you gain knowledge of the process of, um, you, you will become a better writer if, just like anything you practice doing, you will have, um, you'll become a better writer, you'll, you'll have more knowledge of the publishing industry and how it works, um, um, and, and you'll rub shoulders with other people who have done publishing as well. You'll be able to network at a more professional level when you have a published book, whether it's a collaborative book that you've contributed an article to or a, or a standalone book. I mean, lots of options, lot, lots of great things. I mean, anybody who has a practice, I would say, publish your own book, you know, publish, yeah. publish your own book and or get into a collaborative book just to get your name out there. Because um, that's an easier way to publish rather than writing an entire book yourself. You know, do a collab book first, then then maybe, you know, once you're promoting that and, and you know, save up a few dollars and uh, write, a, write a standalone book and, and promote that. So it's really cool. It's really fun. I mean, writing is fun. I enjoy it. Publishing is fun. There's so many options out there and um, there's lots of creative, ins inspiring people who we need to hear from. Yeah. Who, um, who have a voice, and that's one of the reasons we're doing this podcast is because we're passionate, uh, we're also writers, um, but we're, we're passionate about helping people to express that voice and get them out there uh, in a way that they might not have thought that they could do on their own kind of thing, you know. Um, obviously, we're not speaking to the people who are going for these giant publishers because that's, that's, not, that's not what we do, and that's not what we're... Our, our area of expertise, but getting people started who maybe haven't done it before or who have, who, who haven't done any collaboration book before, or maybe they've done a few things and they're looking to step out in a bigger way. I mean, that's the kind of thing that um, we're passionate about helping those, those types of people with, especially if they're business owners too. Um, you don't have to be a business owner to be an author by any means. Um, obviously, we've already covered um, how you can go big just as an author, period. Um, that doesn't mean you have to have a business. But if you do have a, a, a business where you're doing some alternative healing work or, or coaching or what have you, then even more power to you. Um, and we're even more passionate about helping you because, because you've made it your duty to be of service um, in, in terms of 
helping people to level up, helping them to heal. And if you are in business as a coach um, of any kind, uh, a healing type of a coach, alternative healer, then you are, you, are, you are in the business of making people's lives easier and shortening their learning curve with whatever it is they got going on. And that's a really big service that you offer. So obviously, in support of that, we want to help you do anything that you can to level yourself up, to gain the confidence so that you can take yourself to the next level and make a bigger impact um, on the world. Very well said, Todd. <laughs> I couldn't have said it better myself. That's really well done. Yeah, and that's that's really the main thing is that we are we're here to be a support. We're here to be of help. Um, I think Todd just did a mic drop over there, but uh, <laughs> did you hear the feedback? <laughs> the mic dropping. Right. Ever since the mic drops came out, <laughs> mic sales have soared. <laughs> Like if you go to the recording uh, <laughs> right. studios and stuff, yeah. I mean they go. There's so many deaded mics and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's it's awful. <laughs> you know, mic microphone abuse is growing epidemic. at an alarming rate. Epidemic. Yeah. It's an epidemic. So <laughs> if you see any of my Facebook or online posts, no matter what it's about, there's always a hashtag: stop mic abuse. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just a picture of this guy named Mike. <laughs> yeah. The funny look on his face. Yeah. Oh my gosh. More and more mic drops are happening, and we're wanting to encourage more of them <laughs> as a result of you succeeding. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that's it. We're that's well, we're done. That's that's all the time we have. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I think that we are definitely in a place in our society, in our world, where uh, your voice is, is needing to be heard now more than ever. And so this is uh, something that has come to us. Uh, it really came to us. So uh, the book, uh, Happy Thoughts Playbook, is something that came about as a result of a dear friend of mine, and a group of people who who, uh, who was killed tragically in a car accident and uh, in 2017, March 2017. And uh, I woke up one morning and I just had this feeling. I, I felt her talking to me and just saying, hey, write my book. And I was like, girl, what are you talking about? I don't know anything about that. And, uh, and then I learned and learned and learned and learned and uh, had so much support, so much help. And we created this book, her and then about 14 of her friends, um, me and about 14 of her friends came together and wrote it. And uh, we're going to be doing some interviews with some of the authors in that book over the next uh, few months, uh, just so you can get to know them and get to know the book a little bit. And so, so much came from that. And the realization that there were so many people in this world who have something powerful to say one of the authors, Christine Salter, she kept, uh, and she would tell you this too, she kept putting off giving me her submission to the book. And, uh, and it was just fear that was holding her back. And so, you know, I just, I had my, my sister conversation with her like, sister, what's going on? And um, she was like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. And so she was, you know, I said, I said listen, um, 
it doesn't have to be perfect, just authentic, you know? And she was like, okay. And I said, I got editors for perfect. And, uh, and so she was like, all right. And so she sent it in and Todd was, Todd is one of our editors at As You Wish Publishing. And we also have another outside contractor editor that we use, um, to keep us all honest. (laughs) And, uh, and they both agreed as well as myself, um, that it was the best article in the book. So her fear that was holding her back um, was just that. It was just fear. So since you guys have something in your heart, you wouldn't be, you would have, you've stopped listening to this um, podcast if there wasn't something in your heart or in your mind that you were wanting to get out to the world, but there's something that's holding you back. So know that this is going to be your time to shine, and we can help you do that as you wish. Uh, did you have anything you wanted to say about that part of it? Yeah. Um, it's not just about, and we could do a whole podcast on this, but um, it is about authenticity, not perfection. Um, perfection is for the copy editors to, uh, to help you get the piece of writing to where it, where it needs to be. But the wisdom and the authenticity, the authenticity is basically the, the, the channel through which your wisdom comes through. So um, so when you're writing, like with, I mean, there, everybody who wrote in that Happy Thoughts playbook had brilliant wisdom to contribute. Um, I remember Christine's article sticking out because uh, it was well-written, number one, and number two, there was so much authenticity and wisdom in the writing. I mean, anybody can write, but when you're allowing yourself to be authentic enough and transparent, um, then your wisdom really comes out, and 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 the words communicated her um, her wisdom, which was very very great stuff. I mean, you know, it's not it's not just about how it sounds; it's about uh, it's about what it is, you know. And so, a cop a good copy editor is going to help you to make your message, not change your message, but help make your message as clear and, and honoring of the authenticity that it contains as possible. Um, and her article was one of the ones that stuck, stuck out to me as, as being one of those great, great pieces of wisdom. Um, and so, yeah, so it, it really is about the authenticity. And I promise you, I promise, I promise that readers need to hear your authenticity. They need to read your authenticity. They don't care about it being perfect. They care about it being honest. You know, they've been pontificated to by bigger authors who are selling bigger books to different audiences. And that's not really what, at least that's not what As You Wish Publishing is about. Um, We're about getting you to bring your personal best to the table and honoring that kind of like uh, kind of like Pixar we're like the Pixar of publishing um, Pixar Pix, people used to take their stories to Pixar because Pixar honored the stories they didn't try to change them too much to fit into some other machine you know so instead what they did is they had really great people that helped the story creators uh, shape it into a movie that made sense and flowed and followed the rules, but 
but it but it didn't make it into a cookie cutter mold. Uh, instead, they they preserved the risks that the writer and storyteller was taking in order to share a more authentic story. And what happened in in general? What happened? Well, they worked. And it became bigger and bigger. And now, who hasn't heard of Pixar? Right? right? Yeah. So they honored the authenticity of their storytellers. If whoever wrote those stories and said, hey, can we make this into a movie? Mm-hmm. You know? And so by honoring that authenticity and not just trying to be like everyone else, the, the, those wonderful, unique stories are now out there. Yeah. So that's the difference between being authentic in your writing and, and preserving that authenticity throughout the publishing process, which is, I think, why we call it As You Wish Publishing. Uh, and, then, and then there's also, you know, trying to make it fit to some other audience, you know. Well, we don't want to take that away from anyone. We want to um, preserve what it is you're already sharing and, and sort of merge with it and bring out the best in what you're trying to communicate. And, and that's a two-way street it's a conversation it's a dialogue that happens from the beginning of the writing and process to the end of the publishing process so that so that you are feeling great about what it is you've created and what it looks like by the time it's binded in a book you know mm-hmm. so that hesitation that might come from some authors about you know the confidence or, or whatever is really not about is the writing good enough, it, you know, or am, am I good enough? Because in Christine, Christine's case, um, of course it was good enough. And um, not only was it good enough, it was chocked full of wisdom and uh, transparency, um, which the reader can relate to extremely well. I mean, I, I really felt the things she was saying as being just full of wisdom and practicality for me. And, it, and you know, she didn't put herself out there as somebody who was higher up than me, you know. Um, she, yeah. said, she said, this is how I do it, and, um, and here's what I've learned. And it, it felt like I was reading something from Sonia Roman. It was so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and she doesn't know that, but um, <laughs> maybe she does. I don't know, but... But um, that piece and, and, and a lot of other pieces uh, like it were just refreshing to read because of the authenticity. And, and one of the best things that I like about having contributed to the Happy Thoughts playbook is, uh, is that the even in the introduction, I think, the book even says that this is honest, transparent, it's authentic, it's non-apologetic. Uh, representation of grief and I think that's why the book has done so well uh, mm-hmm. so far I mean with its its ranking and it's catching on mm-hmm. because if people didn't push down grief like they do there wouldn't be a need for this kind of a book so with the things that people don't want to say or share when it comes to feeling bad well they afraid they're not going to be lovable with with processing grief and stuff or pushing it down or blaming themselves, blah, 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 mm-hmm. whatever it is. But these people were brave enough to write and contribute um, honestly and unapolog- unapologetically. And I, and I 
as I read it, I was so impressed with all these different writers, different flavors, different messages, but they were all willing to be transparent and honest and authentic in what it was they were saying. And that type of, that type of, like I said, transparency is, I think, what's catching on so much to the readership, you know? Right. People who are, have nothing to do with healing circles or even knows what a healer is or an alternative, alternative holistic anything is, they don't know that that's what these people do uh, on their businesses and stuff, these writers, these right. authors. Right. But once they read this book, they say, oh my gosh, this really helped me yes. to process my mother's death or, or whatever, whatever it was because they didn't, they didn't know it was out there and, and they didn't want to hear some psychobabble and they, they, they wanted to hear some honest feelings from people who are brave enough to share their honest feelings about their experiences with, with death and, and whatnot and losing someone. And, um, and some of it was really gut-wrenching to read and some of it was light and easy to read and some of it was, um, uh, you know, just all over the spectrum. But none of it was dishonest. None of it was holding anything back. And I think that's why authors like these should be heralded and messages preserved such as these should be heralded because of the authenticity of it you know and and um and that's why i think it's a success you know and and as you wish publishing aims to bring that authenticity to the table uh and and launch it you know and say no 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 people do want to hear from authors who write like this who write very honestly um they're not in your face or anything they're just writing from their hearts and and they're not keeping up appearances they're you know they're not scratching backs with somebody else right. who's doing them a favor <laughs> uh they all they have is their honest experience about their encounters with grief and that honesty that authenticity that transparency is what heals people who read it mm-hmm. that's what heals people because it's real it's honest you can relate. If someone's holding back when you're interacting with them, how the hell can you relate to them when they're holding back with you? Yeah. You need the authenticity. And it takes a little bit of vulnerability to be to be that honest, which I think might explain why maybe Christina was hesitant or maybe some others, I'm not sure, but but asking for that and coaxing that out shows that that is the good stuff. That's that's what people want to see and want to hear. And, um, and being able to put that in the book makes it that much more powerful because people need the, the vulnerable honesty which translates as authenticity so that the reader can do some healing. They can say, hey, I'm okay because someone else was honest as they went through this and that makes it okay for me to go through it. Yeah, and I think that there is, and, and having done a lot of work myself with grief and grieving and loss and, and uh, working with clients over the years <clears throat> with this particular issue, which is, is really big, is that um, sometimes people's family members or friends get tired of their grief process, and so they need a place that they can go to, to heal um, because their family members or friends or whatever are just tired of 
being a part of their grieving process. And uh, they're like, why aren't you over it? It's been two weeks. You know, when are you going to go over the fact that this person died or that person? I mean, I wrote, I, I, I collaborated with 15 other people trying to work through the grieving process with our friend who passed and uh, and still will probably grieve her years and years to come. And so sometimes this can be an, an outlet, a workbook, a space for people to express when everybody else is kind of, you know, done with their grieving process. And so, uh, and also to hear, hey, I'm not alone. I'm not alone. Because that's the one thing I think that a lot of people fear or feel in their grieving process is that this is only happening to me and uh, and it can be incredibly painful so so yeah this is a this is a powerful book happy thoughts playbook it is available on amazon you can go out to amazon.com and look up uh, happy thoughts playbook it'll pop back right up there and uh and we even have our forward done by sonny don johnston so it's, uh, it's really great. And I would also invite you and encourage you that if for some reason you're wanting to get out there in a bigger way, As You Wish Publishing has got a writing contest going on. And it's a very unique type of writing contest. And I mentioned this at the beginning of the program. It's unique because anybody who enters is going to get into the book. It's 600-word nonfiction story, uplifting story or challenge you've come through. And uh, it's super easy. It's a $10 entry fee. So you'll basically become a, a published author for 10 bucks. And then we're also going to be doing a reward for $100, $100 award or award for the best article and the Rising Star Award for the best article. So get out there, sharpen those pencils, <laughs> be authentic, not perfect, and send us what you've got because we really want you to share your message with the world and then you'll also have that as a way to say hey yes I am published and yes what I have to say is important and yes I am courageous enough to put it out there because I know this is what the world needs to the best of my ability of what I can know at this time and uh, and I'm I'm fearless because I know that uh, somebody is going to at least hear this and their life will be better as a result, hopefully. So there you go. I think we've busted a lot of myths today. Do you have mm-hmm. anything else to finish up with, no, Todd? That's fantastic. Yeah. All right, guys, keep writing, keep doing your authorship, keep getting out there. Trust yourself, trust what you have to say, and it's all going to be perfect. And if you need us, you can look us up at asyouwishpublishing.com, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much.